Hi, this is Sandy Johnson from Halloween, and you're listening to Horror Homeschool. Hello, welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How are you doing, Ashley? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing well also. I'm very excited for this episode. We are continuing our year of the one, covering all of James Wan's horror movies. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Dead Silence. And we have a very special guest. I don't think anything's going to be able to top this special guest. Um, I don't think so either. I mean, she's been mentioned on pretty much every episode we've done. She's the Tiffany to my Chucky, my better half. Welcome to the pod, Abigail Robinson. Hi. Hello. How are you? So sweet, Chris. I'm good. I know we should say that at our wedding. Should. (laughs) We should. (laughs) You should also write that down. We should also dress as them. That would be cool. That would oh be my cool. god! I've got the jumper that Ashley sent I me. I mean, dude, listen. There's dress. this. There's yeah. a thing called like unwedding where people just basically just defy all of the like structure of weddings, and I think y'all should do that. Yeah, we'd make it on that. What did you say? Is it a show? Did you say? No, no, no. It's just like a. It's like a theme, I guess. Nowadays, I keep seeing. Oh, it's like, a thing. TikToks yeah. like where people aren't doing the whole traditional like church and big gown or they are doing big gowns but like more playful like big blacks black and pinks and stuff like that. Although saying that, so. I, f- I feel like I saw Travis Barker and his messes do a similar thing. I'm yes, sure I did. Oh, so we well, I didn't watch that. that. <laughs> Should I watch that? I don't know. I'm not a Kardashian I... fan. I'm no, not really a Travis Barker fan. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, yeah, he dressed up as Chucky for something, whether it was for a for wedding Halloween. or was it Halloween? Oh, and okay. she did too, but on their actual wedding, I think she had a short dress and like a leather jacket and stuff. I think she had gone blonde or something. I'm not we're just, sure. We're, we're too basic alt, aren't we? Basic alt. I really couple. wish I was just yeah. rich. <laughs> yeah. I want to do something funky, crazy, <laughs> like rich people. Yeah. So thank you for coming on, Abby. Yeah, this you're is welcome. <laughs> really, really cool and also quite weird because uh, you're literally downstairs from me right now. Uh, I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, because of my basic setup, we can't be in the same room recording this because um, it just wouldn't have worked with the recording because we would have heard you and there would have been a bit of lag and feedback. Mm-hmm. So Abby's on a phone downstairs uh, and I'm upstairs on the computer. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> but yeah, this is this is awesome. Um, we're going to talk about Dead Silence. But before we do that, um, I've got those special guest questions that I always ask so that listeners can get to know you and your horror movie taste and background. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you prepared? I am very prepared. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Because I have anxiety and I can't not be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Anxiety club. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. First question then. What is a horror movie that you hate? I hate Us and Nope. So two Jordan Peele films. (laughs) Wow. It's not going to be happy. I'm sorry. I love Get Out. Get Out is it's an amazing film. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that is amazing. It's, it's not on this list for any of the questions, but I do love that film. I think Us had potential, but Nope was just awful. <laughs> I hated it so much. Yeah, we both didn't yeah, Chris, like you hated that one. It, right? Yeah, we watched it together and um, there was so much hype surrounding it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we got to watch it streaming one night at home and like we just sat there and we were just like so deflated. We were just like, what? Yeah. Is that? Like we it just wasn't our type of film. Like, I understand why a lot of people do love it, but um mm. not for us. We're... <laughs> Are we I too also... white for that? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I I, I think that's what it is. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I think the whole um chimpanzee thing as well really just deterred me from it because I hate anything to do with animal exploitation. I know it's not real, but animal exploitation. Well that was the or, whole Yeah, that yeah. was the whole point of the movie was yeah. the, the exploitation. And I was just yeah because I didn't like the chimp scene either. Yeah. And I was super confused about it. But then after like it came out and everything, people started doing videos about it and like mm. explaining stuff and then I kind of was like, okay, that makes sense, where it's about animal exploitation. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't care for the chimpanzee scene because yeah. I hate monkeys so much. Oh, it's like the they scare me so like bad. <laughs> I my... think they are so adorable, but they're frightening. Fun fact: my granddad actually owned a pet monkey. Uh, mm. It was. Back in the days when that was normal, like people just owned chimpanzees, didn't they? Um, no, as, own as pets. Monkeys in ba- uh, around here, and they take them to Lowe's. Oh, my old job. Yeah, Abby won't want to hear about this. <laughs> no, I think the only thing that's that is freaky to me with them is the fact that they are so human-like. Yeah, that's and exactly. It's the they're human, but they're not quite, and it's. It's strange. <laughs> yeah. Going yeah, back and to it... my granddad owning his monkey, uh, the monkey actually ended up biting a chunk out of his friend's bum one day. Mm. Like, he kind of attacked him and bit his bum. <laughs> so, yeah, they are quite dangerous. Yeah. And that's why you shouldn't have them as pets. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> so, should we move on to the next question then? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what is a horror movie that you think is underappreciated? Oh, you've done that. Got out. Oh, of order. sorry. Sorry, I've skipped one. I did that to Rory, and that really threw him off. You threw <laughs> me off. <laughs> he was like, uh, "I think you've missed one." Yeah. <laughs> you made me do it I wish I was that blunt. Shout out to Rory. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, sorry. What is a horror movie you think is overrated? 
Halloween. <gasps> How dare you? I know. I I've knew this was coming. This one. <laughs> Come on then. I have to disconnect Bye. now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you talk about Rob Zombie. Sorry. Oh, no. um, People are going to turn off now, you'd realise. Uh, or maybe they'll keep listening because they agree. This I is an I extremely Fran- Francesco hot, hot controversial take. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I just find it really boring. I don't really care for, sorry, Jamie Lee Curtis in it. I love her in other things, but in this... Her screaming, I just, I can't deal with it. I just walk out every time you watch it, don't I? Yeah, and that was, I mean, honestly, that, I'll be honest, that was like almost a deal breaker when (laughs) you didn't share my love for Halloween. (laughs) I was just like, hold on a minute. I need to rethink. Oh, Uh, I just, it's not for me. So you're saying her screams in Halloween Mm -hmm. uh, are worse than her screams in Christmas with the cranks and all them weird noises she makes in that movie. I love that film. Please don't talk yeah, badly about that film. It's so weird. <laughs> Christmas with the cranks is one of my all-time favourite films and I will watch it all year round. I love it. I know. It's so weird. Like anytime we're like struggling for something to watch, I'm like, what do you want to watch? And she's like, Christmas with the cranks. I'm Lab like, it's tunes. fucking it's June. <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that is, yeah, that's a very controversial opinion. Um, I know. And I don't but, care. It's just my personal opinion. But yeah. I love Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, I love the whole backstory on Michael. And it's, that's fantastic. His uh, that's, second one, not so much. <laughs> that's the opposite of me. I don't like the background idea uh, of Michael. I don't want to know anything about Michael. I just want to know that he's evil and he wants to fucking kill everybody. That's mm-hmm. all I want. <laughs> I think the fact you don't like the original Halloween <clears throat> is a lot to do with the style of movies that you like. Um, and obviously Rob Zombie's Halloween, you know, that is right up your alley. Like yeah. everything, the era that it was released. Exactly. The, the editing, yeah. the tone, yeah. the pacing. Mm-hmm. Everything about that is an, an Abbey movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's in the same vein as like ginger snaps and other movies that you love mm-hmm. um that makes sense yeah i can understand why you don't like the original halloween because you don't like any other horror movies like that no yeah, i mean so. i do like friday the 13th franchise um i think that's because i really like the whole american kids camping kind of you like the setting scene? of that one yeah. yeah i like the idea of a whole bunch of american kids camping getting killed too there's too many people here no I'm just kidding (laughs) I'm just kidding I'm just kidding Um, okay so we'll move on next question Mm -hmm. what is a horror movie that you think is underappreciated American Mary have you seen that silence yeah that movie was weird I I watched that straight after Ginger Snaps because it was another film that Catherine Isabel was in I fucking loved it. I loved it so much. I loved the um character of like the the lady that's like Betty Boop, and she's like all plastic mm-hmm. surgery because she kind of looks like that in real life as well. I thought she was such a cool character. 
um I just yeah I thought she was super interesting too yeah I loved that I would love to delve more into that type of thing um like her story and what made her want to start doing that but um I just love Catherine Isabel in general I think she's a goddess and I will watch anything and everything that she's in and I have so even even Freddy versus Jason yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean that's it's not my cup of tea that movie like it's a little too torture porny for me and I just think um, it's a good good for her film that's what I was going to say. I think it's it's geared towards people who have had um, things happen to them. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's most you it's most can't get revenge, a, but, but you can a, watch people get revenge. Exactly. It's definitely a fuck man movie. So that, that's oh, why yeah. I don't like it most because probably. you guys suck. <laughs> I know. I'm willing to accept that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's too torture porny, too surgery for me mm. as well. Uh, but yeah, I can see why see why people love it but yeah it is yeah. i would say it's underappreciated it's got a cult following though definitely but... definitely but i i think you know it's not a, you mention it to most people they don't know what you're talking about even horror film lovers yeah so... next question what is a horror movie that you love hmm. ginger snaps there we go <laughs> fantastic movie again Catherine isabel my queen um I can't remember how I... I think I must have seen stills of the movie on, like, Tumblr or something and just thought, oh, <laughs> that looks like a bit of me. Like, she's hot. Let me watch this film that she's in. And, oh, I love it so much. I rewatch it all the time. I love that film, even without the werewolf stuff. Honestly, I could just watch them living their lives as these weird little messed up sisters and be quite happy it's a fascinating movie and it's cool f- for being like a, such a low budget one as well it's canadian mm-hmm. isn't it canadian yeah um they've got something there that definitely like it's not really my kind of film i'm not the biggest werewolf fan but i can see why people mm-hmm. love it i'm um, not the biggest werewolf fan honestly i love it because Catherine Isabel's in it. It's a 90s, early 2000s aesthetic. I really like the soundtrack. I just everything about it is me, a bit of me. That slow mo scene of her walking down the corridor when she's like embraced this werewolf thing she's got going on, and oh. A lot of uh, symbolism as well for young women coming into themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Boo, boo, nobody asked for that. (laughs) But again, it's not not something my my sex can identify with, so maybe that's why I don't connect with that movie. But um, yeah, and as well, uh, Jennifer's Body. Uh, totally took inspiration from that yeah, I that think. can fuck off <laughs> I hate that film so much <laughs> yeah and I, I wasn't a fan of that if you know I'm if sorry. anyone wants to hear our opinions on Jennifer's body we did do an episode mm. on that you loved it though didn't you Ashley yes <laughs> again I love the aesthetic of it I love Megan Fox I think that it had something but it just didn't quite do it for me 
And it's based on a true story, very loosely, but it is based on a true crime. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. know. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure we talked about it in the episode. Oh, I do. Honestly, as soon as I record an episode, it goes out of my brain. Like people talk to me about them. Like when I upload the episode, it's obviously we we record like a week or two in advance, and then when the episode finally gets released, people message me about what I'm talking about in the episode, and I'm like, honestly, I've got no idea what you're talking about. My conversation just leaves my head as soon as I've said it. So yeah, apologies. Um, next question. Uh, what is a horror movie that you can watch over and over? I mean, Ginger Snaps as well, I guess. But, yeah. but more than anything else, I could watch Scream and do watch Scream over and over again. We both do. Same. Yeah. Mainly it's my a fault. comfort movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, I was about to say, it's like, it's, a, it's always got a happy ending. <laughs> you always know how it's going to end. And it's always just, it's well I don't know I don't know how to describe it it's just a well-rounded film no, and I get it, it it's perfect it's, it's like it's think about a perfect film yeah <laughs> so great I literally think about that movie almost every day yeah sometimes yeah. I'll just be randomly walking somewhere and I'm like thinking about stew or something and I'm like yeah. <laughs> it's like to me, I mean, we've we've discussed Scream at length, <laughs> but it's about the characters for me. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing that co- that comes close. Like, those characters that get developed in the first few Scream movies, you, they are they, you just feel like they're your best friends and you know them, and you mm-hmm. just want to spend time with every single character in that film. Even the side characters, like everyone, is just so good, and everything about it is just perfect. Soundtrack, Let me everything. Just... Let me just say that the um, the new Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, podcast that he has about scary movies, um, he just did Scream. And he talked about his um, audition and meeting Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson and all this stuff. And he talks about Ski and all that. Oh, it's just, it's so Who good. Who did he, he like, audition they, for? Billy. Uh, but they told him that he just unfortunately didn't have that gruff like they wanted him to be like a semi you know Billy's a bad boy yeah, <laughs> he's, too, say, he's, that, uh, he's too, clean, too much but... of a nice guy yeah to... and, and he understood that because he was like saying mm-hmm. he was like yeah he's like I was struggling with that yeah but that's I mean, how Fred. he got cast <laughs> yeah into, um he got cast into uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer because of the mm-hmm. Scream audition. Or oh, partly wow. because of the Scream audition. Mm-hmm. Um, next question. What is a horror movie that surprised you? Saw, which we've watched <laughs> recently. Yeah, um, we talked it, about that in the last episode. Yeah, it's one of those that I... I've seen all bits of the Saw films throughout my childhood when like my dad and his ex were watching them but I've never actually watched the whole thing through and I did for the first time a few weeks ago and it really surprised me how much I loved it I didn't think I would at all yeah to be Um, honest I was surprised that you liked it as much as you did too because yeah we, we were kind of making fun of the acting as it was going along and I was like oh she hates this and then it ended, you were like, that was amazing. I, 
I didn't know. I've never been spoiled for them. I didn't know any of the twists. I didn't know any Wow. So when he got up off the ground and it was him, I was like, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, Kevin said that he wished that he could see your reaction because that's his favorite movie. And he's like, man, I wish I could see somebody watching that for the first time. Yeah, because I turned to you at that point and I was like, did you see that coming? And he was like, no. I was like, really? <laughs> it was like super obvious. And like, obviously it's everywhere. How have you not had this spoiled? Like, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> Ryan sent me a message, actually. He was re-watching it in preparation for listening to our podcast on it. And he messaged me. He was like, why did Jigsaw have to be lying on the floor in a pool of blood? Like, why couldn't he be like behind the mirror, the two-way mirror watching? Why did he have to be in the room? And I just sent him back like a gif saying, I'm an artiste. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like a um it's like performance. He art. wanted to immerse himself into the situation. Yeah. He wanted to get a feel for it, you know? Yeah, he I wanted think to it's, be yeah. it's even more of a like I'm the killer or I'm you know, I'm the orchestrator and I was in the room the whole time. Like Yeah, yeah he just I'm, wants to blow like, everyone's it, minds. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I didn't understand is the blood. He pours the blood on the floor and then gets onto it that's not how blood works it pulls from a certain area and goes around you so i didn't understand how i guess i guess the two guys in the room probably weren't thinking about anything like that yeah that's what i was gonna say even (laughs) even though that other guy was a doctor he i I feel like he would have noticed but i guess probably not in that panic state (laughs) yeah maybe he should have got uh what's it amanda to help him with that setup part Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I know, lie down first and I'll do it around you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, next question uh, What is your horror movie guilty pleasure? Scream 3 Yes That's we mine love, too now We, we love Scream It's not even a guilty house. pleasure anymore No, just it's pure pleasure I love Parker Posey I Same. love her with all my heart and soul And I could just wa- I watch that film for her I, I do. I love her in and, it. And you will Have watch you... Scream 7 for her if she's in it too. And I you know. didn't even see the last one. <laughs> Have you... There's a Parker Posey movie. I guess she's like twins or something. And she's like in love with her brother. Have you ever seen no. that movie? I don't remember what it's called. I'll have to check a letterbox. It's really gross. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird, but... I first saw her in Dazed and Confused, where she's kind of like a bitchy cheerleader. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I fell in love with her then as well. I don't know what it is. She has like a a spell on me or something because she's just. I would watch again, like with Catherine Isabel. I'd watch anything she's in. She is good. The only other mm-hmm. thing I've seen her in is Blade Three, um, and that's mm-hmm. not a good movie. Ryan Reynolds is in that as well. It's such a weird film. Um, isn't Scream 3 your favourite Scream? Yeah, I'd say it is. It's so yeah. hard to choose. I love I love them all so much. Well, the first four. Um, that it's hard to rank them because I love them all for such different reasons. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely up there. I do love it. I th- I, again, Parker Posey just makes it. I think her acting is spot on. 
She's so funny. Oh, she's so funny in it. She's... And all the ad libs as well that she does. Like, yeah. That bit when she jumps into the security guard's it's arms. Is that, every oh, that time is so funny. we both laugh. It's yeah. just <laughs> so good. I always did feel like her death was like really like unresolved. Like, yeah. Just like it's dead sudden. Like, she just falls through that two-way mirror mm-hmm. and you don't even really see Ghostface stab her beforehand. I mean, I always really struggle to see like how she dies at that point because it's yeah. kind of like, it is open to interpretation. Like out of all the characters, like even more so than like Kirby surviving, I'd say it's way more likely that she survived. Oh, because, 100%. Like, I agree, yeah. You don't really see like her get like stabbed and, and then it's kind of like, you think that she just because I always thought she just fell through because Dewey was shooting it and she just fell through. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, she's she's not dead. She'll come back. That'd be so awesome to see her back. Definitely, she's one of my favorite characters out of the whole series. Yeah, she is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, next up then, um, is it the last question? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last last question. A horror movie that you should have seen by now. A quiet place to. I always say, let's watch that, and you go. I know, no. and I should have watched it by now. Am I going to watch it anytime soon? No, because I, I feel can't. Like I'm just... going to piss you off because I, just... <laughs> I feel like I need to watch the first one again, and then the second one, and I'm just not in the mood for it. Mm. And I haven't been for a while. Another one I always suggest that we watch is Doctor Sleep because I feel like we should have seen that by now. But you never yeah, want to watch that, that either. either. Oh, you know? uh, I, I, I don't really care to watch that at all. No. But it's a Shining sequel, right? I, mean, I don't particularly love The Shining. What? You know that. I know, but I always am amazed that when, when people say they don't like The Shining, it's like... I'm not how can I don't you not like it? I how can you not love it though? Love it. Well, I just don't understand. It's so good. So I guess we should uh, move on to talking about Dead Silence. But before we do that, actually, uh, I've I've got some one news to talk about. Um, so a couple of a couple of pieces. It really is the year of the one because a uh, <laughs> couple of pieces of news that have come out recently. So the first one is um, that James Wan will be directing a Dead Space movie. Um, so Dead Space is apparently a video game. Um, I'm not a gamer, so I'm not familiar with the property, but it seems really popular. Uh, it came out in 2008, and it's a horror game, obviously. Um, uh, I think but, I have heard of it. Uh, yeah, they're, they're adapting it into a movie, and James Wan will be directing it. So that's pretty cool. They get even cool. more even more horror one stuff. Um, and in other one news, it's been announced there's going to be a Conjuring spin-off TV series. Um, and the upcoming series will build upon the established narrative of the movies, which is incredibly vague. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that means it's basically, it could be a curse of La Llorona, like nothing really to yeah. do with Conjuring. It's going to be, for me, another... Chucky series, I'm not gonna watch it. Oh, Chucky is so good! Like, I love that TV series, it's so good. Like, Jennifer Tilly's in it, like, everyone's in it, it's amazing. Yeah. But it's Wait, can, I, can I just Tilly. backtrack to what you just said? You said I can't even pronounce it, you pronounced it good. La- Cur- <laughs> Curse of La Llorona, <laughs> it's like, cannot 
freaking You're the Mexican one, dude. Come on. I, for some reason, my mouth can not. <laughs> Can't get your mouth around, little Rona. Little... <laughs> no, anyways, <laughs> I just wanted to say that you said that really well. I can't wait or better than... for that movie now, because I'm going to make you say it all the time. <laughs> we actually have a special guest already for that episode. What? Like, I booked them months ago, and I'm so excited to get to that movie just because... Are you going to tell me, or am I going to be surprised? I'll tell you later on, because I don't want to announce it on the recording. Okay. Um, it's it's actually, me! I... <laughs> it's not Abby. <laughs> But it's someone that, I mean, I've known for years. It's someone? (laughs) Actually, no, I might have podcasted with them in the past. I'm revealing too much here, but um, I I don't think it's anyone you really know. Um, But I'm excited. I know. Oh, you know, you know, yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, Conjuring TV series, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not really, not really excited for it. I don't really like TV series spin-offs of movies. Like I'm exactly. just like, just, just make a movie, you know. Except like... for, except what? what we do in the shadows. Fantastic, brilliant, beautiful, oh. just so. You see, fucking I funny. loved that film. Yeah, you loved so the movie. I was much. like, oh, I was. Like, I love the so, movie so, so much too, and. I love the show so much too. Like there it's so good. And some of the characters from the movie you see in the in the show. So it's all connected. Yeah, I think that you should check that out, Abby, because you loved the mm-hmm. movie, didn't you? So. Was it a movie first or a show first? It was a movie first. That's always hit and miss with me. Whereas I think you'll really show, like it. It does a movie. I'm all I'm all for it. It's like Especially the main character, uh, one of the main characters, Guillermo. He's a he's one of the familiars, mm-hmm. and he is just the most like lovable person, and he's just so precious, and I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, so that is all the one news for now. Um, out of them, I think I'm more excited for the property that I have no idea about because it's something fresh for me. Um, but yeah, let's get stuck into the movie we're here to talk about today, and that is Dead Silence. Um, so this was released in America on March 16th, 2007, and in the UK on July the 6th, 2007, directed by James Wan and written by James Wan and Lee Winnell. Um, so Lee Winnell, I, this blew my mind this when I found out who this person was. Do you know who this is, Ashley? Yeah, I thought we talked about it in the Saw episode, but I guess we didn't because well, Kevin think, was like, why didn't you say that? And I was like, yeah, you were talking about the trivia and I was sort of just listening and not really connecting the dots. But oh. Lee Winnell, so he plays Specs in the Insidious Yeah, he's movie. one of the writers. And he, he was also in Saw. He was Adam in Saw. Yeah. The really yeah, annoying character with the <laughs> lines. I had no idea that he, that was the same person. It. And I also had no idea that he was so involved in all these James Wan movies, like behind the scenes too, like co-writing and, yeah. you know, he actually co-wrote Saw with James Wan. And I'm just That's like... why he's such a bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, for me, like that is... Did you notice that, Abby? What? That like Adam in Saw is Specs in Insidious. You know, the, uh, the paranormal investigator. I can see that now. But honestly, for me, this is truly a Clark Kent Superman effect. Like, I did not recognize him without those glasses on. <laughs> that like, is sorry. exactly what 
Kevin said. He was like, mm-hmm. I guess Chris would have fallen for the Clark Kent Superman. Totally. I was totally. <laughs> Honestly, people when people take their glasses off, they're like a different person to me. It's like um, that Zoe Deschanel without the bangs. Like, it's yeah. Just, oh, I and cannot. she's blonde and everything in, in Elf. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I went, I went off into my own little airy fairy land thinking about, what's his name again? Lee Winnell. Yeah, I was thinking Nicholas Flamel from Harry Potter and how it sounds similar. <laughs> and it I was, rhymes. <laughs> I was my my eyes had drifted off, and that's what I was thinking about for that whole conversation. <laughs> but yeah, co-written by Lee Winnell. This as I should have mentioned that he co-wrote Sora as well. Um, but yeah, crazy. I can't believe I've noticed that's the same person now. Um, so the synopsis is as follows. A young widower returns to his hometown to search for answers to his wife's murder, which may be linked to the ghost of a deceased ventriloquist. Yeah, that's that's about right, I think. I mean, I personally, I struggled with the story in this, but we'll go into that. But I guess that synopsis is is OK. Um, so the trivia for this movie, um, it's barely non-existent. There's really nothing much to talk about. Uh, so the first bit is... Uh, the 1930s Universal Pictures logo is used in the opening credits, which I, I did know. I, that. Um, I don't know why, though. Why Why is that? Was it meant to be set in the 1930s? Like the first part, you know, the flashbacks? Maybe that's I think why. So. I think that's what it was, yeah. And the next part is, so did you notice that Jigsaw's Billy was in this? He makes um, a cameo. Yeah, he makes a cameo. Yeah. yeah, Kevin uh, pointed it out to me whenever we first watched it. I I did not see this, and I've I didn't see that. that. So at around an hour and ten minutes in, with all the hundred and one dolls, um, you can actually see Jigsaw's doll Billy uh, sitting on the floor, which is a mm-hmm. nice little Easter egg. <laughs> um, pretty cool that they use the same name as well. I mean, yeah, Billy. <laughs> um, next I used to bit... do that to my brother and freak him out all the time. <laughs> next bit of trivia um lee winnell was so unhappy with the finished product of this due to studio interference that he decided to write all future scripts on spec as opposed to pitching the idea to the studio and then being paid to write the screenplay which was the case for this film um so yeah he was not <coughs> of the finished product of this which is hmm. interesting um, so there are two different versions of the Mary Shaw poem. So in the movie, the last part in the poem, it says, and if you see her in your dreams, be sure you never, ever scream. But in the mm. version in the trailer, the end went, and if you see her, do not scream. She'll rip out your tongue at the seam. I don't know which one I prefer. The other one kind I like of the first rhymes one. a bit more. But yeah. I think because you can you can hear kids saying that whereas mm-hmm. the second one yeah i agree who yeah, kids wouldn't out. be yeah. chanting that rip kind of like freddy yeah. krueger yeah it's a bit too bit too scary it's not as like mm. an innocent yeah no um so originally there was a sequel planned to this but yep. due to the film's box office failure it was scrapped yep <laughs> yeah it's just sad it kind of does end on a cliffhanger. You're kind of like, whoa, what what just happened? I need to know more. Um, so let's go into our history with the movie and our initial thoughts. 
So um, we'll let the guests go first then. Abby, what, what was your relationship with this movie? When did you first see it? I first saw it, I think, when it came out. I remember going to Blockbusters with my dad and seeing oh, the this cover. Is, this is a core cool memory, this. <laughs> seeing the cover where it's Billy's face and, like, Mary Shaw's finger, like, silencing him. Yeah, it's uh, a really, really scary. Yeah, it's bright I, white as well, which you don't yes, often yeah. see for horror films. Like apart from it, which is actually a poster or a video case that scarred me for life. But I find white horror movie posters like really scary looking because it's usually like dark and like like let the right one in is a very striking mm-hmm. cover. Um, yeah. But I remember seeing it and it always caught my eye because of how scary it was, mm. which obviously fascinated me. And in the end, because it came out in 2007, mm. so I was I was either 10 or 11 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I was having... already graduating. <laughs> it's all right. Chris was 20 or 21. Oh, let's not get into the age gap thing. <laughs> I had to beg and convince my dad to um, rent it for me from Blockbusters and I just fell in love with it. I loved how it scared it made me Um, and I think that's definitely my thing. I love ghosts and scary and, and dolls and creepy stuff whereas obviously you prefer slashers and mm-hmm. You know, you, blood you like and spooky. Yes, I definitely prefer spooky because that's what scares me more. Well, it would um, at ten years old. I mean, God, what a film to watch at that age! Oh, I know. That's the tip of the I iceberg. Would have, like, <laughs> cried. So, was this one of your first horror films you saw then? Definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd seen a lot of horror films before that. Walking in and out of the lounge when. The, uh, my parents were watching them I would say my parents, my dad and his ex um, she loved horror films so yeah, I was exposed to a lot of horrors, thrillers gory things from a very young age but um, I turned out perfectly fine <laughs> Before you mentioned that you'd uh, tease your brother doing the Billy thing did he I watch this? I made John watch this Oh god He's... no so he's three and a half years younger than me. So if I watched uh, 10, I don't know, you do the math. And um, I would, because obviously there's that scene where Billy's under the chair. And she goes, Billy, where are you? And I used to do that to John all the time. Be like, he's under your chair. <laughs> that poor boy. John's traumatised. <laughs> that's so funny because i remember now now you say this like Mm -hmm. i mean we'll get into my history with it but i only watched this because you ended up picking it up uh from your dad's house when you were moving out yeah and i think john was like getting rid of all the stuff in your room including your dvd Mm -hmm. collection yeah and you picked it out and you were like oh john remember dead silence and i just remember the look (laughs) on his face when you showed it him and he was like oh no (laughs) ptsd your fear so now Honestly. i know why because you showed it to him when he was a very young yeah. child i did the, the same with eve eve is my little sister she's 10 years younger than me she turned 18 yesterday Woohoo! um 
and I used to make her watch the X-Files with me and she still <laughs> has core memories of I can't remember what episode it was but it was when all the cats were in this tunnel and they were all freaking out um and yeah she still talks about that to this day so you love scaring your siblings that's so cruel no I love spending time on my own doing things that I like and if they want to bother me and annoy me by being around me that's what they have to see <laughs> that's the price they pay that's the price a lifetime they pay. of trauma Um, actually I used to scare my little sister but it was with um, Return to Oz so I think you only watched that recently didn't you because I made you watch it I watched it in lockdown with you and Annabelle Mm. and it didn't scare me I just didn't like it well that was that was one of the first I mean I would class that as a horror movie it is terrifying if I've watched it younger yeah yeah we watched that as kids and I used to terrorize my little sister uh, about that movie because she was so scared of it she was five years younger than me and Mm. I used to pretend to be a wheeler I used to put my roller skates on my hands and chase her around the house (laughs) doing the wheeler noises (laughs) here's the thing about my sister there was no way that I could I could do any of this stuff. She, she was so ruthless. We would get in fights and hair and scratching and punching and all this stuff. So yeah, there was no there was no That's doing that to my sister. <laughs> two sisters closely close closer in age, isn't it? Whereas me and John, brother sister, you and Annabelle, brother sister, it's a different dynamic, isn't it? Yeah. Like more room to scare would, each other there and yeah, terrorize. I, <laughs> I would probably have gotten scraps if I had a sibling (laughs) of the same sex closer in age. Luckily, Eve was 10 years younger, so she was like a baby to me. So, yeah, Dead Silence to you is, um, that means a lot, holds a special place for you then? Yeah, it's definitely one of the first horror films that made an impact on me and kind of paved the way for what I would continue to enjoy in horror as I got older. Yeah, well, for me, um, I touched upon it a couple of minutes ago. So I had not seen this movie until you introduced it. And yeah, it was when you were packing up at your dad's when you were moving out Mm -hmm. and you were bringing your DVD collection to merge with mine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw Dead Silence, picked it out because of the striking cover. And I was like, wow, what is this? I've never even heard of it. Like, And you were like, oh, my God, we need to watch this. (laughs) You you couldn't wait to show it to me. No. Um, And, yeah, I I loved it on first watch. Like, It scared me. It genuinely creeped me out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm literally looking at the cover right now. A lot of elements to it that really was just right up my alley. You know, I love love spooky Mm -hmm. things. I love paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I was uh, I was actually shocked that it wasn't talked about more because I'd not heard about it. And I was like, this seems like the kind of movie that a lot of people should get on. You know, like this seems like it should be up there with like all the other, you know, rite of passage, spooky movies that people mm-hmm. watch. Um, yeah, I just couldn't believe I'd never heard of it. And it just seemed like it should be one that people are talking about. Um, but on this rewatch, um, I'll say I didn't enjoy it quite as much, probably because I knew the twist coming. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it. Um, it has good points and bad points. I think that the cheesiness actually does work with the type of movie that this is. Um, 
but yeah, I, I like it. It's a solid, spooky movie. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ashley? Well, Kevin showed it to me a while back because we were talking. He was like, have you ever seen this movie? And I was like, no. And I'm not a doll, haunted doll, haunted children type of person. I just, I can't. Do they, <laughs> but, do they really scare you? Is that what it is? Yeah, they really do. Like, it's just so, ugh, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Um, so honestly, like, I remember him showing me, but like, I didn't really remember the movie that much. Like, I remember kind of the beginning and then I don't, I remember kind of the end. So when I was rewatching it, or I remember the reason why is because I was scared. So I was probably on my phone the whole time the first time I watched it. (laughs) Not going to lie. So the second time I was like, okay, I'm going to sit here and watch it. And I wrote notes and everything. And I actually loved it. (laughs) I um, just, I don't know. There was just something just from from the beginning, from the get-go. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And then... There were some actually like pretty creepy scenes, and Mm -hmm. yeah, so I like it. Awesome, love to hear it. Um, so before we go into talking about the movie itself, I want to talk a little bit about dolls and more specifically puppets. Um, I really like the opening to this where the ventriloquist folklore comes up and it says. In the 6th century BC, it was believed that the spirits of the dead would speak through the stomach region of the living, from the Latin venter for belly, and loki to speak, uh, hence the word ventriloquist. I just, Can, I love that. I said, my first note is, you always know the movie will be fire whenever there's a quote-unquote ancient text shown yeah. prior. I love it. <laughs> Like, it just sets okay, the tone, doesn't it? It's like, oh, this is serious shit, you know. Like, They've done I, their research, and I love yeah, stuff like, that's like based on fact a little bit. You know, I mean, this is mm. very loosely. They're trying to, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel here for, you know, ventriloquist dummies are alive. But just that little bit that comes up, it makes you think and it creeps you out, and I love that. Um, but I've also got a note here that says like maybe they were just hearing their tummies rumbling because they were hungry you know because maybe that's what they thought was like their belly speaking <laughs> me uh, your but, stomach makes some weird noises sometimes you're like what the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i um before we go to the story of the movie i um i want to talk about my relationship with dolls and puppets so personally i don't have a fear of dolls or puppets um but i can understand how terrifying this movie would be to people that are afraid of them. You want me to tell uh, my story? Actually, you know what? Yeah, before I go into my story, you you tell me why you're afraid of them. Okay, so I'm eight years old, <laughs> or nine years old, maybe. Um, my cousin, who was like, I don't know, maybe 13, she came to live with us because she was a quote-unquote bad kid. Um, and my dad was a pastor, so... Um, and somebody had gifted me and my sister porcelain dolls. It was the first time I ever had one. Last time I ever had one. Um, we didn't. We were poor, so we didn't really get toys very often. Um, <laughs> so one night, she's babysitting me, my brother and sister, and she's telling us she's like, "You know that porcelain dolls come alive at night and try and kill you." 
And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then we kind of went about our business and, you know, we kind of forgot about what she was saying and all that stuff. And then she freaking screams bloody murder and freaks me and my brother and sister out so bad that we're sitting on the floor huddled up crying and my mom and dad came home and she just she just traumatized me for life so, <laughs> you have that's just my story. unlocked a memory i had a porcelain <laughs> doll I and it came alive it, at night i thought it did um i mm-hmm. remember my my parents were still together so i must have been six or under and my best friend at the time her grandmother I don't know if she made them, painted them, whatever, but she had a source where she could get them quite handy. And my mum ended up getting one for me. I'd never asked for one. I didn't really see the point in them. Can't really play with them. It's more for show. Mm -hmm. And she had this like red velvet dress and a bonnet and like golden brown curly hair. And she was placed on top of my wardrobe when you're a kid, your wardrobe's scary enough at night. Mm-hmm. But I remember <laughs> wardrobes seeing... are scary when you're I... a kid. <laughs> I just remember seeing this doll and saying to my mum, like, I think she comes alive at night. She moves. But mm. I had forgotten mm. all about I don't know where that doll is now, maybe in storage somewhere. Maybe she I don't know, got broken or something. But I forgot all about that until you just said about porcelain dolls it was horrifying i hate it i can still hear the scream in my head (laughs) so i mean i i guess i can understand now like if people have had childhood trauma to do with dolls yeah that'll do it um but to me so my relationship with dolls and puppets um i don't have any trauma behind it but I was surrounded by dolls growing up because my nan was an avid collector and doll maker. And she was also a ventriloquist. Holy. (laughs) She literally performed on stage with a dummy, just like Mary Shaw. And that dummy was called Kenny Tock. Nope. Um, Nope. that was a play on the words, can he talk? Can he talk? Uh, so she did an act on stage with Kenny Talk, and she also made dolls. She had an art studio where she used to make them. She had a kiln and everything. She used to build them from scratch. She used to just have drawers in her house. But when you open them, they were just full of doll eyeballs, all different colors, all lined up. So I was just... I was surrounded by dolls like my whole childhood and I actually never had an experience where it was scary to me at all. I mean, you you wouldn't believe that that was like normal to me. She had a doll room in her house in the Lake District, which was a creepy house anyway, way up high in the mountains. This house is remote house. It was like something out of a horror movie. And she had a room in that house dedicated to her entire doll collection. And there were literally hundreds of them in there lining the walls. <laughs> so, and, and we used to go. And in they there. say that neurodivergence didn't exist back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I come from a family of collectors. You know, like, I mean, some people would call that hoarding, 
but I mean, this is where I get it from, clearly. <laughs> um, as, as creepy as that is, that's actually super awesome. That sounds it mm-hmm. is. badass. She's really passionate about it. And and yeah, that was just a, her thing. But yeah, she, she used to perform on stage with Kenny Talk. She didn't make Kenny, but she did make a lot of the others. Yeah, so my nan uh, passed away a couple of years ago. And guess what I inherited from her? Kenny Talk. Ke- Kenny Talk. So basically because nobody else wanted him, um, they just kept him in a box until I said he'd take him away. Uh, I thought, well, he'd, he'd be perfect in my horror cave amongst all my other creepy things. So, yeah, I actually inherited Kenny Talk, and he's sat <clears> right <throat> here with me right now. Um, mm, I will send no. you a picture of Kenny so you can see him. Um, he sits underneath my long boxes, and that's just where he is. And he's got a little monocle, and he's a fully oh, operational oh, 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 no, I'm sending that to my sister. <laughs> fully operational doll. And I'll put up pictures of him on my Instagram as well for people to see. I've taken a really cool picture of him holding the Dead Silence DVD cover as well. Oh, sick. Uh, oh, I'll send you that right now. Are you going to tell Ashley about his friend? I'm, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Okay. So, <laughs> before I do that, though, um, so, yeah, Kenny's creepy as fuck. He's also very smart looking, though. He's pretty pretty dapper with his monocle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he he actually does move about. So, <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> I walked past the room that Kenny lives in. Was it like yesterday, Abby, or the day before yesterday? It was on Friday, I think. And this is what I saw as I walked past the room. So, I've just sent you the picture, Ashley. And um, no. don't I have to it. describe <laughs> <laughs> it. So, Kenny. No. He's usually sat on my one of my comic long boxes. But I walk past the room and he is like three foot away from where he should be with his legs behind his head and his arms spread out. And I was just I was like, what the fuck? And I just said to you straight away, I was like, Abby, have you have you moved Kenny? And she was like, As if I would touch Kenny. (laughs) I was like, he's like three foot away from where he should be in a weird position. And and we were just like freaking out for a moment about it. And I was like, well, he must have fallen. Like, there must be a way. But like, I couldn't work out how physics, that was possible with physics, the, the position he was in. But I put him back in the position which he usually sits. And I tapped the back of his head to push him forward a bit. And sure enough, he actually somersaults. And that's the natural position he lands in. So oh, I don't know that how. That is hilarious. But that's how he falls and it's fucking terrifying <laughs> i was gonna say you should get a camera and put it in your horror room so uh so that's kenny that's the story of kenny and um, no but if that's not bad enough one day another one showed up at my house randomly so tell the story abby oh okay i was uh Getting ready for work one day in my usual spot, my usual routine, getting my makeup on. And I heard Annabelle, Chris's sister, come into the house. Um, I heard her run up the stairs and she was rummaging around. I heard her giggle to herself. 
and then run away and run out the door. That was creepy enough. Just hearing <laughs> someone giggle is weird to me. Um, so, <laughs> so I went out to investigate, as I do. And um, I was looking around. I went into Chris's son's room next to ours to see, was she in here? What's going on? And then the next room along is Chris's horror room. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> I walked in. I walked in. And on Chris's chair, Baldy Coot appeared. So I've sent Ashley a picture of what you walked into here. Oh, my God. Oh! <laughs> Is it the picture I sent you originally? Yeah. He sat on the chair. I I'm sat in, in right now. My first reaction was, why is Kenny Tock there? How has he moved and what's going on? And then I looked down. Kenny was still in his position. I was like, you're joking. There's another one. Like, <laughs> and not yeah. only that is he is the creepiest thing you've ever seen, but on the table next to him was two spare wigs, some little tiny shoes baby shoes that once belonged to Chris apparently <laughs> and was it some folded pants or yeah. something well, the, some no extra... the pants were the pants were laid out oh so my I, I sent Ashley what you walked into the pictures you sent me I so... thought I died and gone to hell honestly <laughs> it was I think the words you used were my heart fell out my ass when I walked in. I just say that, like it went straight to my butt. I went cold. <laughs> I just thought, I, I So <laughs> the story of this doll is, this is a doll that my nan made. She made him out of paper mache. So he is terrifying. I'll put pictures of him up on the Instagram as well for everyone to see. <gasps> it's but, like in Friends where she, Phoebe goes, my paper mache man. It's like actually in Friends where she makes that um, that thing that comes out of a picture. Oh, Phyllis. Phyllis. Um, so, yeah, this is a doll that has appeared that was my nan's, who we've dubbed uh, Baldy Coot, because like, like we mentioned, he actually has wigs. He has three wigs. He's got one curly blonde one and um, a curly dark brown one and another one like a, a lighter brown. And yeah, my baby shoes accompany him. And also he has a pair of pants and a, a grey jacket. He also has a pair of wooden carved hands, if you notice. So the only body he has is like a torso. So it's the um, paper mache head with the doll eyes and she's made teeth and everything. Um, and a little bit of a, a body that is made out of newspaper. He doesn't have any arms or legs. It's literally just the suit that holds that shape. And he just has these wooden hand-carved hands. Um, His wooden and... hands placed in the sleeves. Placed in the sleeves. So His he is... pants. He is nightmare fuel. And I thought this would be really funny if I put this in my son's bed uh, because he's scared of, <laughs> of dolls. And <laughs> the funny thing is... When my nan was alive, um, she used to perform with Kenny on her knee for Aiden when he'd go visit her. And he was scared of it, obviously. <laughs> so 
that's a that's a core memory some trauma for him that i'm sure he'll grow up with but i thought it would be great if i put this this newly um inherited doll in his bed for when he arrived and um he he was so scared that he didn't actually say anything he it was one of those scares where you're so scared you get frozen in place and he he just froze and then slowly turned around and didn't didn't say a word to me and just walked to the corner of the room and stood there for about two minutes (laughs) so yeah and wondered why he's living in a world where that exists (laughs) so cruel have you learned nothing have you learned nothing from my father's mistakes (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that is um that's my history and relationship with dolls and puppets Uh, and i'm not scared of them i like to scare other people (coughs) oh actually i've got more news so abby doesn't even know this right so another two have appeared the other day where yeah so Literally minutes, literally, right, get this, literally minutes after I rewatched Dead Silence, I went upstairs to tidy up my son's room and I opened up one of his drawers and there's two creepy ass dolls laying down inside the drawer, just staring at me. Where did Um, they come from? Well, I'll send you the pictures of these fucking scary dolls so you can have a look at what I witnessed when I opened the drawer. Again, I'll put the pictures on the Instagram. Ah! So <laughs> I can only assume, well, when Annabelle comes to visit, um, she ends up rooting around in my nan's house or wherever she goes. Oh, no. And she pulls things from there and stores them in our house because she doesn't have a place to live. <laughs> so that she stores them. I love that. Like I love that so much. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, so... We have another couple of dolls in the drawer. I like the one. It looks like Annabelle with the blonde hair and the red lips. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we've got another couple. um, They're staying in that drawer. Mm. I'm not getting them out. They are are staying there. Even um, outside, we have figures that your mum did in college of clowns. Yeah, sculptures. Yeah. Yeah. My family just have a shitload of creepy things, and for some reason, we just have them in our house. Actually, and you're one of them. Come to think, <laughs> come to think of it, though, <laughs> do you remember there was one that we found hidden in the cupboard under the stairs ages ago? No, I don't do you remember. remember. I probably blocked it out my memory. So <laughs> we we found that naked baby doll. In the, do you remember the big chest we have in the back room that's full of like family? I do remember now. So there was a a naked baby doll wrapped in Christmas paper. Yes. And we just took it out, opened it up, and just went, nope, and wrapped it back up and yeeted (laughs) it under the stairs. Thank you. I'm so (laughs) glad that's what you did because I was about to be like, oh no, you're being white. And it, it has been under the stairs since then. We have I not don't remember it. the fact that it's under the stairs. That's great. Yeah, that's that's great. where it is. It's that explains a lot. Um, if I end up coming in, if I find a doll after this, I quit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not talking about horror ever again. I'm getting. You know rid of what? All you're getting stuff. sent for your birthday. Uh, <laughs> Kenny's on his way. Don't say. That. You know what? I, the only doll I think I would be okay with is if I had Art the Clown. 
Oh, those little Art the Clown mm. dolls are so cute. Actually, I really like the Living Dead dolls. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got, a, yes. uh, got a Tim Curry Pennywise one, and that is really mm-hmm. cool. Well, Kevin has the um, Saw Billy dolls. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he likes those. So. I actually um, pre-ordered the General Ortega Wednesday Adams one as well. So. <gasps> That's ballin'. Um, yeah. Let uh, me, I'll, after this, I'm going to send you a picture of Kevin and all his Saw stuff. And then I just forgot to send it to you. Nice. You should put it on the Instagram. Uh, so oh, okay. I'll do that instead. A super fan saw collection. And see if you can post the picture of your poster that you gave him as well from Saw 6. Okay. I'll have to ask him where he put it because I think he has to dig it up. Yeah. He'll have it safe somewhere. Um, but yeah. So my, it's up and tail. My family have problems. Uh, I have inherited them, including dolls and my obsessive compulsion to collect. Um, I'll drink yeah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's right. Let's get into the movie. So, um, I like the way it starts out with the opening credits. We get the backstory oh, yes. of Mary and Billy summed up perfectly. That creepy editing with no dialogue and that score over the top and that mm-hmm. damn blue filter that and that early two thousands. Oh my! <laughs> one of my notes is James Wan really loved that that blue gray undertone <laughs> my first note says blue tone it's pretty cool intro um what else have i got here so oh yeah so when the movie starts out like we get obviously the thing about him and his is is it his wife she finds out she's pregnant yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um they have billy arrive at the door i really enjoy the pacing of mm-hmm. this because it doesn't you don't linger too much on them as a couple and mm-hmm. it didn't yeah, it gets so you to didn't really have yeah you could just get to it yeah it gets you don't really point. feel any emotion about her yeah um but it's a really cool opening scene and straight away we get introduced to that really awesome effect that happens when you know billy sort of comes alive or when a kill's about to happen where everything just slows down and it mm-hmm. goes dead silent and Ooh. It's interesting. Um, on, I, I really like that effect. On the uh, subtitles was um, ambient unsettled, noise. It was slows. unsettling silence. Oh, it was right. It's like in um, Stranger Unnatural Things, the silence. clock. Oh, yeah. Wait, I never down. picked up on that. Yeah, you're in right. The clock. When yeah. Vecner comes in and it all yeah. like slows down. Yeah, but I really enjoy that effect. And I think it's executed really well here because at the end of the day, James Wan he's at his best for me when he works on that creepy level and he does mm-hmm. creepy suspense really well mm-hmm. and this is his first you know the first time he displays that skill to direct in that way and really make you scared with the suspense and the direction and the way it's shot and that's what's so cool about this movie is all of the times when he's able to utilize his skills like that and it just works really well um and then obviously she gets killed and then he arrives back and so is it so it's mary shelley basically she's throwing a voice mary shaw mary shelley's um she's the author of frankenstein <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i've literally i've been talking to my mom today about visiting mary shelley's house um because it's in bath um but yeah so she is obviously throwing a voice and imitating the yeah. wife's voice 
Um, I've got another note here to say that this is our life, isn't it, Abby? So mm. I've oh, talked I about. Don't want... I've talked. <laughs> I've talked mm-hmm. about our spooky house uh, on past episodes and how we hear things, we see things. But the creepiest thing that I have in this house is hearing my own voice being thrown. Mm-mm. Um, yeah. So that that is one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. Me and Abby were just going about our daily life in the house and we were in two separate rooms and literally feet away from each other and we heard my voice repeat something I said a few minutes ago Mm -hmm. Um, and it was fucking terrifying and there's still no explanation for that and we we know what we heard and it was just like something from this movie and it was so scary (laughs) so that is something that really freaks me out and Mm -hmm. works works for me in movies not wow. because i experienced that in real life but because it's a scary fucking thing like in uh, midnight mass you've not seen that abby but there's a scene in it when a character Mm-mm. is getting lured in somewhere and they're using a voice to call them in um and it's just it's such a scary thing isn't it like it's like almost like demonic you know the whole mocking you know mm-hmm. uh, mimicking Oof. someone's voice and I just love that part in this. Wasn't that in um, Terrifier 2 with the little girl? <gasps> yes, yes, she did it. The little pale girl did Jonathan's voice when she was on the phone to Sienna. And oh, I mm-hmm. love it. It's just so creepy. Um, I've got a note here as well that as the story goes on, and I've, I've just put, why is he still carrying that doll around? Like That's exactly <laughs> what I put too. I was like, as man, soon, I would have punted that thing. As soon mm. as my wife got murdered, I would have yeeted that thing just get the fuck out i mean they're very casual about when it arrives at the house anyway mm-hmm. you know it's, it's typical know. White, white people behavior isn't it <laughs> with no address on it it's hand delivered exactly that was it. my thing i was like there's no way i would take a package first of all a few years ago this guy was sending random people in austin packages that were bombs and people opened mm-hmm. them and died and it happened like within like a two and or three mile radius around me. And I was like, nah, if I get a package, not happening, buddy. I will I send it right back to send the early 2000s and everyone was a bit more naive then, maybe. Well, no, the Unabomber had happened. This had happened um, only a couple years ago when me and Kevin were living at a, a townhouse here in Austin. But, I mean, this is a, a horror movie where characters make dumb decisions and we wouldn't Always. enjoy them if yeah. they didn't make them <laughs> typical typical white couples yeah mm-hmm. standard um and then it turns into a bit of a mystery then uh because we're following this character to try and figure out what's going on and then we get um the, the old man and he's talking about his backstory uh when he witnessed uh mary Which... shaw's ventriloquism act i Henry. love that old man so much and we're talking about was... talking about trauma. I mean, there's no wonder he's scarred for life <laughs> with what he experienced. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Um, another highlight uh, from that scene, though, is uh, Kyle mentioned it to me. Obviously, when Mary Shaw is doing the voices of Billy uh, and herself, they actually overlap at some point. I said that to you, didn't I? Yeah. I said because I said to you because I've been really anal about all this haven't I like trying to get my notes and stuff 
So when we actually watched it, I was pausing to take notes and <laughs> I was said, oh, go back on that. And I was like, were they talking at the same time? And it is something I've noticed a lot yeah. in the argument would be extremely difficult to go from one voice to the other so quickly. Yeah, because like I mentioned earlier, like I struggled with the story in this and figuring out, well, uh, are the dolls presented? Is Billy real or is it all Mary Shaw the whole time? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, that scene wouldn't have been able to happen if, you know, she wouldn't physically have been able to do two that's voices at the, the same thing. time. That's the thing, and that's never really explained at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. because you know the, when you've watched the whole film it is it's mary shaw she possesses all the dolls but when she was alive it's not touched on like did she somehow get her dolls to almost be real like they say they were her children and did they all talk to her did she treat them as children it's not actually touched upon at all after that Mm-hmm. Yeah, because to, to was me, it like a like her child's soul in one of them? Yeah, like, yeah, so that would have made more sense. I think. I mm-hmm. think if we'd have had a bit more, just a little bit more on Mary Shaw's like backstory, oh, it would have I made would more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think it is lacking in that aspect. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a dumb, spooky, creepy horror movie about puppets, but just give us a, l- a little bit more. I think the writer it would have helped if the writing was a a bit more extended upon yeah on that aspect and mm. uh, because yeah I, I struggled with actually understanding what was happening because like the twist happens at the end and we discover like that it's actually his father's new girlfriend is basically Ella. is basically mary shark can someone explain this to me what what happens so, here? What is the story so mary shaw was trying to create this perfect doll and obviously she wanted to use a real human body and I feel like throughout the film it leads you to believe that it was that ginger kid that was um Jamie's great great uncle and that's what she was trying to build like the perfect doll Mm -hmm. but it was actually a female and she created Ella the body um of Ella and she's now in that body that she created because at the end it flips and it has a picture of Ella's face with the body doesn't it and um, attached right but yeah I think you're right yeah it does lead you to believe something else and obviously how that it, happens I've no idea yeah it's it <laughs> you have to suspend your disbelief with this movie it doesn't work if you try and analyze it and pick it mm. apart and say well this doesn't work that doesn't work but like I say, for me, like the, the story, I still don't really understand it. I've watched it twice now, and I don't understand how the main protagonist is involved in all this with his father. And I, I just don't get why. what's Mary Shaw's motivation. What's happening in this movie? Well, I don't really her understand moti- it. Her motivation is to kill that whole bloodline. Yeah, that lineage. What's, why? Yeah, what, what's her beef all... with them? Do you not remember? I didn't really understand it. Okay, so basically she got murdered, didn't she? Because mm-hmm. the ginger kid went missing and they believed that she had killed him, which she had. Um, yeah, because he so... made fun of her. He, he called her out at the show and said, I can see your lips moving. Yeah. 
So she went Which and killed him and made bullshit. like a doll out of him. Yes. Um, so, as practice for her perfect doll. So, and... he, so the main protagonist is related to that ginger kid. Yeah, it's his. Do you know what I mean? it's like no, they, honestly, they drilled it into our heads. It's his great great uncle or something. So yeah, you did. Her, her whole life's goal or death's goal after she'd been killed was to kill all of his bloodline and everyone and else that murdered her. Yeah, and that's why she killed um, his wife mm-hmm. because she was carrying his. Oh right, bloodline okay. inside her. I mean, that's that, a I bit. Love that. I that's love a bit that. harsh. That though, that like that one thing that that kid said has made her so. I mean, talk about touchy. You know, like that is one hell of a revenge quest. Like, I just don't. Hey man. Well, it's not. It's not based on what he said, is it? It's because he said that she killed him, but they killed her, and that's why it's her quest. To... Right. So and then that. in in after in the afterlife she's ended up possessing the dolls she had. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is if I didn't watch the film, isn't it? I just <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I just didn't it's, get it. It doesn't a hundred percent make sense, and that's probably why I loved it yeah. so much as a small child because it was just pure scare factor to me. Yeah, and, yeah, I love the way it ends too. Like, oh, that's your favorite scene, isn't it, Abby? My favourite scene, that montage of Ella slash Mary Shaw, of every scene of uh, Jamie's dad, was he called Edward? I love that scene too, yes. And it's her doing it behind the back, orchestrating him and the soup splashing down out the back (laughs) of him. I remember watching that for the first time and just being blown away. And, well, I was a child, but... Just being in absolute awe. And I think that's probably one of my first plot twists that was really always stuck in my head from a film. And, yeah, I would never forget this film, even if I never watched it again. It made such an impact on me as a kid. That's um, that's one of my, like, negatives is, like, on rewatch, like, I mean, obviously I know the twist, but, like, the mystery of the story isn't as interesting because you've already seen it and that's kind of like the main hook mm. and then the twist ending like obviously first time it blew my mind because it was so ridiculous and I did not see it coming at all but it seems like all those scenes with like him as the puppet is just so obvious and like laughable now because mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> he looks dead it. Acting like a dummy, and I can't take it seriously. I mean, I know you're not meant to take this film seriously anyway, but like, it's so distracting on a rewatch, like that. You know, he he's being like puppeteered. Um, it just makes me laugh. Um, what what other highlights have we got then? Why 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 do you love this film so much, guys? I don't know. I just love the fact that you. It's it's just one of those early 2000s you can put it on you don't have to pay too much attention to it it's i did in that (laughs) it's in that same genre of just like feel good (laughs) feel good (laughs) that doesn't make sense but it's just i don't know i know what you mean because that's how i feel about scream and that's how oh yeah for sure yeah it's it's horror of course and it's scary but it is it's It's a comfort movie a comfort movie um again 
keep banging on about it but because I watched it so young it just takes me back to that place like being young and carefree and you know like it does with a lot of other films in different genres um and I just thoroughly enjoy it I I also love the flashbacks to when Mary was actually performing and the theatre on is it Lost Lake and um just I just think that's amazing like it's just this whole like island dedicated to this theatre and you have to like go over the water on a bridge to get to it and it was like the main attraction I would love something like that it's like representation isn't it like it's trying to Mm. say that this is another world almost in itself you're on an island and it's Mary Shaw's world and she's creating this magic almost you know yeah that becomes paranormal after she passes away mm-hmm. or was it paranormal in the first place you know did she have some sort of paranormal um you know influence with these dolls for me like highlights i'd say is the atmosphere and how like gothic looking the movie is like mm-hmm. it's got really cool set designs as well like even if it is a little paint by numbers but it just really works in this movie like the, the tone of it's really cool mm-hmm. i love the cinematography yeah they do really cool things with the lighting and shadows in this like when it's not all just that blue filter like there is actually some really well directed shots with the cinematography in this. oh like the um the neon light when he's in the motel oh, oh my that, god i that was literally about to come out of my mouth <laughs> that is my favorite scene in the whole movie i think that is such a great Mm-hmm. great well-directed scene and scary mm-hmm. and again it's James Wan on form with his suspense building he's so good at like not leaving it down to the jump scares like obviously he has jump scares in there but it's the build-up to them mm-hmm. and like he doesn't rely on them only for the scares yeah. he focuses the scares on the the tension as well and sets them up mm-hmm. really well and that particular scene the suspense and then the jump scare with Billy yeah. being at the bedside straight after was just perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good example of how to use jump scares correctly. Yeah. Like that, that's how you do it. Yeah. yeah um, not the cheap ones that are just, ugh. However, yeah. I did like the cheap, uh, semi, like semi jump scares on, um, scream where you, uh, scream five, where you think Wes is going to get killed at any minute. And then it's like he opens the door and you think it's going to happen and then it doesn't. Oh, you yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, that is it's... a good one. Great kill as well. Yeah. Um, oh, straight yeah. straight through the neck. Um, but yeah, going back to that, that motel scene, it's just so mm-hmm. fucking dope. Like, it, and, it's cool. Sorry. And the fact that it's Mary Shaw behind the curtain and you see <gasps> yeah. her face coming closer and closer, yeah. but that it's. Billy, who gives you the jump scare, you're not expecting him. Yeah, they switch it's it up. Really good. It's really well directed. Mm-hmm. And I've also got a note here in that scene where, I mean, this is the first glimpse you actually see Mary Shaw. Yeah. Um, but you can tell uh, that he took inspiration for uh, the later character, the bride from the Insidious film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she is terrifying looking. I mean, really, oh, yeah. really scary. Could you imagine being that kid when you he goes down there and he sees her on the um, dead on the um, thing and then he tries to look and it falls oh, on her uh, on him? Oh, 
I would have never, I would have not survived. (laughs) I mean, a dead body falling on you is terrifying enough, but the fact that she had been made into the doll with the mouth and the hinged jaw now, that's something else. That's another level. That's a great scene. Uh, Another great scene. I've got a note here. Shout out to the crawl space scene. Mm -mm. Yes, that's my favorite kill. Very good. Um, a, a negative on that though um, the CGI looks really bad in that one the tongue, the whole Mary Shaw tongue looks like Venom but like a, a bad bad CGI Venom um, the tongue is it's made up of everyone's tongues that she's stolen it's tongue on tongue on tongue on tongue it's you said that you weren't going to say that word on this episode because you say it weird. You just said it a lot. Tongue. <laughs> listen to, listen to how I pronounce his tongue. Why is tongue. it weird? Tongue. 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 I say tongue. It's it's just I, I'll put up a poll. It's... Tongue or tongue. <laughs> I'm from Lancashire. <laughs> yeah, all right then. And you're I'm from, from Texas. <laughs> Oh, but um, I, I love that I love her tongue the fact that it is what one on top of the other because she steals them and that's why it's so long it's not just one continuous long tongue, tongue. <laughs> <laughs> they're all long tongue um okay so now you've explained it to me I'm I'm actually liking this movie a bit more mm-hmm. now I didn't really understand it I don't know what it is but it it really didn't um I didn't understand parts of it. Probably me pausing it every second to write a note and uh, analyse it. That's but, all right. Um, another part of that scene was the fact that when he screamed, the smile on her face mm-hmm. and the fact it was so... What's that word? Like, it was jumpy. It was, like, almost, like, stop motion, the way she could just smile and then she, like... Oh, the way it's, him. like... Cut, really sped yeah. up and quick but jolty and yeah oh i loved that yeah that is cool actually when they use that technique in the editing mm-hmm. like it makes paranormal spooky scares even scarier because yeah. it's unnatural movement that's unnaturally that's you can't move like that and yeah. it but it really they does get under your skin they did that in um one of the marvel movies i think it was age of ultron and it's one of the first times we see the Scarlet Witch. And I remember, like, they did that speeding up thing. I think she walked backwards and a door shut behind her. And I remember thinking, whoa, that's really scary. I hope they do that more with her. And they never did. They never revisited it. It was like a mm. random horror moment with this character. And I really love it when they do well, that. Well, they went uh, completely away from spooky weather, didn't they? But then they got back yeah. to it, I feel, in, in WandaVision. They actually the Sam Raimi directed movie, the Doctor Strange one. Um, she was very scary in that one. Uh, but mm, I've from not what seen I can, that, have I? From what I can remember, no, you've not seen that. I think that was when mm. you stopped watching the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, Sam Raimi, who was obviously the director of The Evil Dead and the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, um, he did that one, and it is very um mm. horror centric. But I don't think she does the whole. I don't think he used that that editing style with her. Uh, let's <laughs> let's get back to business because we're already gone really long on this. It's almost dark outside now. It um, is. I'm scared. What? Yeah. I'm sat yeah. in the dark. There's no lights on. I don't want to move in case I interrupt the podcast. I'm gonna come down with Kenny. 
Oh, don't. <laughs> Show you what, I can take Kenny now, but if you come down with that baldy cute, <laughs> we're done. Um, I'm just looking at my notes. Other highlights I've got here. Um, James Wan is so good at suspense and scaring you. We've covered that. Um, I love it when it goes silent and time slows down. You know shit's about to go down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Oh, good score. Very good score. So shout out to mm-hmm. Charlie Clouser. He actually did all the Saw scores. Um, and I much prefer his music in this film to the Saw ones. Different style, obviously. Any other highlights, guys? Yes. The name <laughs> of the town, Raven's Fair, I think is the coolest name. And I want to live there. <laughs> it's a proper, like, founding father type name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sounds like some um, chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, exactly. I've got to cover some low lights. So mm-hmm. it's something that I've had an issue with so far with the James Wan movies, and that is the acting. Um, we also get another Wahlberg uh, in this. Okay, I love Donnie Wahlberg, so... Mm, we love a Wahlberg. Well, yeah. I just don't understand why there's got to be a Wahlberg in everything, especially well, these James Wan movies. it's the same movie. Wahlberg. It's not different ones. I guess so. They just look so, so similar, though. But this is another no, James another James Wan Wahlberg cop, and I'm not really a fan of him, Like, and I hate his cliche character in this. Like... <laughs> What is it with the electric shaver? Like, I feel yes. like he's playing like a satire character of like a 1950s mm-hmm. detective. Like, people don't do that anymore. It's like mm-hmm. he, he got the script and he was like, right, I've got to play this cop, this detective. And then he looked like for like tropes and read the wrong era and was mm-hmm. like, right, I know what to do. I'll get this shaver, this electric shaver and make that like a thing. It's like, that's not a thing, is it anymore? I mean, he had it till the end, didn't he? Yeah, obviously that was his little gag, wasn't it, when he died? His his shaver was still going. Um, But yeah, actually, that was a highlight, though. His his death was really fucking cool and creepy. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that, like, he's still, like... He he falls, and then he's, like, gets pulled back, and he's still, like, floating. And then he ends up... We see him on the floor with his... His tongue ripped out. That was a really cool scene. His his death was probably my least favorite. I, oh, I didn't I like do that anything one. for me at all. I found that pretty cool kill. Um, another negative. We've already mentioned it. That bloody blue filter over the top of everything. I'm so glad <laughs> that trend stopped. Can I was... say something about that though? The blue filter. I I hate it. But doesn't it make you feel uncomfortable? and cold and like on edge it makes you you don't like it but it's a horror film you're not supposed to like it it does give a vibe off like an uncomfortable weird not right you know that's it's like an otherworldly yeah 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 comforting (laughs) oh i don't i don't it's no skinnamarink oh Fucking hell. Did you ever watch Skinnamarink, actually? <laughs> nope. My God, that movie. I don't. It was <laughs> bad. Really bad. But that's a story in itself, actually, because mm. Abby found it extremely comforting because she said that that was her childhood, being <laughs> left as a child with her brother, and they just watched television and played with toys. And that's basically the whole movie, but, like, 
shot yeah. like, looking at the ceiling the whole time. It's what incredible. is like, I already know what the movie is. Like I've already like I've seen so many videos of people talking about it. If you've ever accidentally like butt recorded your ceiling, you've seen Skinnering. That's it. That's yeah. the whole movie. <laughs> we nearly turned it off at least ten times. And oh we were like, yeah, we've, we've was... just got to see it through. Because... I was like, surely there must be something that happens. No, nothing happens. <laughs> so... Just childhood flashbacks and comfort. Yeah, that's... we could Weird. do honestly. We we could do a podcast on that. Um, <laughs> or could we? There's really not much to say about it. It's crap. Don't no. watch it. That was my childhood. Um, that's it. Full stop. But. Yeah, so the but the blue filter and the early two thousands editing, it's just oh, it's too much for me. Like, and it goes mental at the end, doesn't it? When it reveals the twist, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not quite as bad as Saw, but it definitely gets to that level towards. He the end. does, he does like that flashback, mm-hmm. um, like. Oh, here we go. We're gonna tie it all together right now. But then and... he does it in that that style. And the funny thing is, like on the DVD copy that we have, before the movie plays, it shows that piracy is a crime advert. You know, where it's like you wouldn't steal yeah. a movie. <laughs> that... <laughs> and it's like that is the exact <laughs> editing style that was yeah. a thing. That Fight Club choppy, mm-hmm. fast, swirling editing. It was such a moment, wasn't it? Um. Yeah, that is that is another negative in this. CGI I've mentioned has aged terribly and is distracting to me. Um the dummy dad, hilarious. Another negative, unfortunately, for me. Uh, wow. I love that. And then a negative I've got on here. James Wan, he loves a twist ending. You know, obviously he did it with Saw. Uh, he does it with Malignant, which you've not seen, have you, Abby? I won't spoil that for you. No. Um, uh, I can't remember if he actually does them in Insidious or the Conjuring movies, though. I don't think it's twist. Not, not the Conjuring, no. I think there might be a bit of a twist in Insidious, isn't there? But yeah, those are just sort of those are my negatives, really. Um, favorite scene I've already discussed. The motel scene, awesome. Favorite character. Um, I'm gonna go with Billy if that's allowed. I mean, technically that's Mary Shaw, but. <laughs> Her as Billy, I enjoy a lot. Like I'm a big yeah, fan of Billy's Billy's side eye. You know when he's like, <laughs> just see that. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's so fucking creepy. Like he's definitely one of the creepiest dolls. I don't know. So Some creepy. of those dolls. When I know. Them at the end, were pretty oh, weird. That little ginger boy that gets made into the doll. That mm-hmm. is nightmare fuel. That is terrifying. I don't know. I can handle that. That's fine. It's, he looks it's like all Baldi. the other dolls. The clown doll. I should get, get Baldy Coot uh, ginger wig. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she's the clown doll, that's pretty scary, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she starts speaking in that scary voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also got a note here on favourite characters. Shout out to the rat. We love movie rats. Oh, the rat! <laughs> <laughs> Whenever there's a I rat in a movie. Remember the rat. Like, we were because it was. I think they were like underground somewhere, and there's a, yeah. to, to establish that it's somewhere gross and underground. There's yeah. always at least one rat, 
and then the characters always go, ooh, this is disgusting. Like, we were watching <laughs> Cloverfield the other day, yeah. and there were, like, loads of rats, and the character's like, ooh, this is gross. And Abby's uh, like, oh, fuck they off. They were all <laughs> running towards them, and I was like, I would lay down and make rat angels in them. I would just be like, climb all over me, I love So you, you wanted to be that chick from Suicide Squad who could call the... Oh, you didn't see that, did you? Oh, the new, is the it new the new Suicide one? Squad. No. Yeah, she can, yeah. But that's making it. me want to. <laughs> oh, yeah, she them, can... does she? <laughs> no. no, no. Uh, but yeah, we we love we love movie rats. I love we rats. love rodents. So <laughs> yeah, we do. We stand rodents. We love rodents in this house. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Favorite kill? We've talked about a few cool kills. Um. Yeah, my favorite kill is probably the, de- the detective, and you said that's your least favorite. It's interesting. Yeah, just my just the way he gets Henry. Like, the way he floats away. Which which one's Henry? Yeah, Henry's that? is pretty good. Under the stairs, like I mm. said, like with Mary, like smile, sped up, mm. um, edit on it. Another scene that I've forgotten to say that I really love is, well, it's just the the fact that all of the dolls have mini little graves. I think that's yeah. Really oh, yeah. cool and creepy, and I love it. The fact creepy that she wanted when... to be buried with all of them. Mm. Yeah. And with <laughs> the single name on them, like Billy and I don't know what the others, Edward, and the singular name on these tiny little graves, and there's 101 of them. Like, how I would love to see that. I want to be that crazy of a lady that happens like that. Oh, I will be. But it'll Very be all my pets. It'll be yeah. a rat. <laughs> yeah. Have we got anything else we want to talk about? Highlights or lowlights, favorite scenes or anything? Or should we wrap it up? Mm, I'm good. Um, I know it's nothing to do with this film, but it was only six years difference between the Saw coming out and then Insidious, which yeah. I cannot wrap my brain around that it was only six years between those films the drastic difference yeah. in quality. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy, like, how far things had moved on since then. Mm-hmm. Like you say, like, the, the editing, everything. Yeah. Like, I feel like equipment, I feel like maybe film-making equipment had mm-hmm. taken a huge leap in that space of time uh, because there is such a drastic difference. Or maybe he got a bigger budget. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. But, yeah, that is mm-hmm. that is the next one we will be covering. Um, is uh, 2010's Insidious. Um, Amazing. But, uh, yeah, sorry, Kyle, we will be skipping his 2007 movie, Death Sentence, uh, because it's not technically a horror movie, plus it has Kevin Bacon in it. Uh, <laughs> you're not a fan of Kevin Bacon, are you? I hate Kevin uh, Bacon. <laughs> I like Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you like him, you hate him. Um, but, yeah, so that is next up. Uh, insidious where we're big insidious fans aren't we Abby it's it's a masterpiece it really is it's fucking scary it's still yeah. scary I mean we will we'll talk about it next next episode but it still gets me no matter how many times I see it <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, unless we've got anything more to mention about dead silence we'll wrap things up I just a, have a one thought. low light that I forgot to mention and it's the amount of driving that Jamie did in between Ravens Fair and Lost Lake the theatre 
there was Thank like you. three different scenes of just the car and the, like a above like a um like a Aerial shot. Art, aerial shot, thank you, of the car driving on this like long road with the trees. They and were like, we have a drone. So <laughs> Let's use it. Oh, it's not, it feels like they just needed like to fill filler. it. Yeah. Mm. That's one of my low lights. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> just thought I'd mention it. Have you got any low lights, Ashley? Mm-mm. No. I agree with all the low lights that you guys have said. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I mean, we can get there into there aren't it. many. It's great. We can get into overall thoughts then. Um, who wants to go first? Um, I mean, my overall thought is I continue to love this film. I continue to feel scared from it. Not as much as I used to, but I still get that, you know, pure terror from it. Um. And yeah, childhood memories, love it. Awesome. Um, for me, I think it's a solid, scary movie, and I'd recommend it to all horror fans. Uh, it's just a good, solid, like standard spooky horror movie. Um, best viewed on like a really dark, cold, spooky mm. night when it's storming outside. Like that is something that I have been thinking about recently. Like it means a lot. Like how you view a movie like in the situation you view it um mm-hmm. you know who you watch it with which if you're on your own the whole environment in which you experience a movie especially for the first time impacts how you feel about it drastically you know um and i think it is important to watch spooky movies in a spooky setting um i was actually planning on watching um, the next movie we're going to be talking about, Insidious, in a very spooky setting. So there's a, a haunted house, uh, not not a fake haunted house, but a real haunted location. There's actually an event going on there where they're showing a bunch of scary movies in this haunted location. Uh, and it's like a whole night, a whole week is dedicated to all these movies getting played there and immediately immediately after the movies played you have like refreshments and then you go on a paranormal investigation and and i really wanted to go and see because they're showing insidious and conjuring and all these james wan's films and i thought that would be an awesome way to experience one of them unfortunately because of work i can't uh, schedule go in because i i start i start so early in the morning and this is late at night and i just couldn't do it um but yeah, it is important how you, the, the environment and the situation in which you view a movie. And this one, best viewed on a dark, cold, spooky night. Um, and as, as well, this movie is really accessible, I feel, to everyone. Because like, you know, like we've mentioned, like it's probably been a lot of kids like first bit of nightmare fuel. First, like, it's almost like my, my first horror movie kind of style. Mm-hmm. And it is accessible to everyone. Um, I th- I think as well that this is gonna be a really good one to scare the crap out of my son with one day. Yeah. Like when he when he starts watching like proper horror films in a couple of years, mm-hmm. this is gonna be one that I'm gonna get. Yeah, him. I can't wait. <laughs> it's good because it's not got tons of gore and it's got well no sex in it. And yeah, that's it's true. It's just pure kind of pure terror, pure horror. Yeah, it's it's a good entry um, level. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, good, and it's a good example, like we've said, 
it's a masterclass in suspense and creepiness mm-hmm. and I think that's important when you show it you know mm-hmm. someone that's not watched many horrors like it's like no this is this is a good horror movie this is how it's done yeah uh, I mean it's not one that I'd choose to put on to watch on my own like because I don't like it that much but mm-hmm. like if you suggested that you want to watch it Abby I'd have no problem watching it again yeah uh, uh, what about you Ashley I love it. I'll watch it again. It'll probably be a spooky day, like, um, because you know how we have our annual spooky day on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I think I think this year we'll watch that. Yeah, it's definitely a good Halloween season movie mm-hmm. for sure. Even though it's not set on Halloween, but it's definitely a scary Halloween vibe kind. It's of like movie. on the same level, kind of to me, as Trick or Treat. That's one of your favorites, isn't it, Abby? Yeah, and I disagree with that. I think they're Ooh. so opposite. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I don't, I don't get the. Same I mean it in the way that you can just you can just put it on and yeah, it's not yeah, super scary. That's just what I mean. Like, no, they're yeah. very different movies, but oh for yeah, for some reason they're both comforting. Yeah, I get a whole different comfort with trick or treat though. It's like it's literally like wrapping me up in a blanket with a fire on <laughs> and a cup of hot chocolate. I love it so I much. I don't know how that any of that feels like. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hot in Texas for blankets and hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I so... mean the fire and everything. We don't. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, the fire. Oh, you've got me lusting after Halloween now. I want I want <laughs> autumn to come. I want to lit my jack-o'-lantern and put the fire on and oh, stick Halloween on. It's too far away. <laughs> I won't be there. <laughs> so what's our favourite James Wan film so far that we've done? Saw or Dead Silence? Mm, I like Saw. I'd go with this one, Dead Silence. I don't know. I can't choose. Wow. Sorry. You really like Saw that much. I loved Saw, but maybe, obviously, give it some time. Maybe next year or, you know, later on in this year, watch it again and see if I love it as much without that twist. Ooh, Watching wow. Dead Silence, I know the twist and I can continually watch this like I have been for 15 years. That has surprised me because I know how much you love Dead Silence and I, you know, I, you've I only just seen it, the sword. And crazy. it has a special place in my heart. And like I said, we'll have to like, you know, test or with rewatchability first for me to make mm. this decision. But I really love Saw. I really do. I don't. And I, I think <laughs> about it every day. That's interesting. That's crazy. It's well, that is the, that is the mark mind. of a good horror movie, you know. Yeah. Me and Ashley um, talked about it when we spoke about The Witch way back in one of our first episodes. That movie played on my mind for weeks. I could not stop thinking about that. And that is the mark of a good horror movie when you can't get it out of your brain. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Abby doesn't like The Witch. I, I don't know why I'm with her still, honestly. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Jesus. I could say the same thing about your choice. But yeah, no, Saw. I think even just like the whole... Obviously, we've only watched three so far. Well, me. No, we, watched... we've actually watched five. Have um, we? 
Yeah, because the last one we watched was five. It was when Darla from Buffy was in it. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, they're progressively getting worse, I'm not going to lie. I to me disagree. I, oh. I really liked five. Five's my favourite Saw so far, but yeah. we, were, we there was a point when I mean we we watched Saw and you loved it so much you were like I want to watch them all now. Yeah, we're watching a sequel a day. We were carrying on, and then we were running out of steam because we were like, oh, these are getting bad. And now mm-hmm. we've come to a grinding halt after five, and we've well, you've not, not had any <laughs> desire to watch any more, no. have you? So it's really, I just love Jigsaw. And I love learning about him as a person and what brought him to start doing all this in the first place. See, and I didn't, just his I, backstory. I didn't, like, I didn't like the backstory with, oh, he he almost died after he got diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And then he got like a new, he had a, an epiphany, basically. I thought, oh, that's a bit lame, isn't it, really? Um, I don't know. I've got it is, pros and, and cons. It is, point. There's the pros and cons with revealing the backstory, and mm. then his wife got involved, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know how I feel about this." But mm-hmm. I I'm think sure... after five, it, it'll show you more backstory. Okay, well, that's Ooh. motivation to keep going. I mean, Amanda and Jigsaw together is giving daddy issues. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, I know, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, he definitely daddied her. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, we should probably wrap things up with this episode. We've gone a length. Um, thank you. Oh my gosh, I know. Thank <laughs> you for coming on the pod. Thank you. Really cool. Welcome. I think they, we, they, we actually podded together once before. Do you remember when? It was on my oh, old... Oh, free comic book, book day. That's Chris's comics, um, which you didn't enjoy, did you? you I said hated you'd, it. You said you'd never do it again. So I did. But then this you brought up isn't. this film. Hopefully this yeah. experience will be better. Well, um, of course it is. Ashley's here. Yeah, maybe that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as I mentioned we were doing the James Wan movies, I think you said from the get-go, oh, I want to I wanna be on for Dead Silence, which surprised me because you don't want, like to do things like this usually. So no. it shows how much you love this movie and how passionate you are about it. So this is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so shout out to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Field Mouse, Nicole, Ryan, Woo! Vincent, Wade, Ash, Kyle, Oliver, Francesco, and Gina. We appreciate the support more Yay! than you'll know. So much. We hope you're enjoying the bonus content. Um, let us know which uh, spin-off pod is your favourite. And um, There's plenty more coming down the pipeline for you uh, lovely patrons. So, yeah, go and support the pod. For only a dollar a month, you get access to all of our bonus content. Um, we've got loads of Terrifier 2 interviews over there. We've got all kinds of TV show reviews. Um, we have our Twilight Zone episode by episode coverage going up there. I think the first episode might be out by the time this goes up. We're going to be covering every single episode of the Twilight Zone from the very beginning. And actually, Abby is joining me on that journey because you have loved the, the couple of episodes we've watched so far. Haven't yeah, you? I, so. Well, I've been bugging you to watch them um continue watching them but obviously because of this you've not been able to yeah yeah i wanted so to get caught i i can't we carried on. yeah i didn't think i'd like them but they're great one of ashley's all-time fave tv shows isn't it what twilight zone 
Oh, heck yeah. Best. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, next episode, we will be tackling the next James Wan horror movie, and that is 2010's Insidious. Um, dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, we're going to be going straight into the... Um, what's it called? The, the What's the realm called? Not the Upside Down. Um... Oh, damn it. That's gonna the further more. The further. The further. The further. We will be diving headfirst into the further with the insidious movies. We're going to be covering them in release order, working our way up to the new one, Insidious the Red Door, which comes out in July. Uh, trailers just dropped for that, so go and check it out. Uh, really cool. I watched they've, it. They've managed to get the original Dalton back to play that part because usually. I know, Kevin, that made Kevin want to go see it. I was surprised at that because usually with child actors, um, they obviously have to recast for whatever reason. But he, uh, I don't know if he's continued acting since then, but he seems okay in this. And yeah, I'm I'm for it. I'm down. Looking forward to it. Um, as always, you can find links to all of our platforms where you can listen to the show on at horrorhomeschool.com. You can find links to our merch there. Go to T Public and buy some of our merch. Uh, our social links are up there and the Patreon as well. Personal social media stuff. You can follow me on Instagram at Chris J Wakefield. And me underscore Babraham Lincoln underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure you never. Ever scream. Ever scream. <laughs>